0: I'm watching a I'm watching a video
1: with my cat. What are you gonna do about it?
2: <laughs> right into the speaker. <laughs> in a world, in a world, in a world where tomorrow's
1: blockbusters reign. And- Yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to
2: remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials of the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern, everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm
1: Tracy. And I'm Serena.
2: And today we watched 9 to 5. Working 9, nine to 5! Five. Five. Uh, 1980, story by Patricia Resnick, Screenplay by Patricia Resnick and Colin Higgins. Directed by Colin Higgins. Starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, and Dabney Coleman. Quick synopsis, Tracy, go. Okay.
1: This should be easy.
0: Well, so we have three women who are clerical workers in a large company. And they, at the beginning, they're kind of pitted against each other a little bit. We've got like the experienced... Um, you know, knows everything, the new girl, and the old new girl. And they um, commiserate about their boss, and they fantasize about how to kill him. The next day, one of them accidentally does, but not really. She thinks she does. So it's just a hijinks movie about what they do when he figures out that they're trying to kill him, but not really. Um, there are a lot, there's a lot more to the movie to that. There's a lot of, um, you know, meanings because, and undertones, but right. that's the basic
2: gist of the plot. They kidnap him and they take over the office and yeah. all that. All right. Good job. And oh, that was chaos, quick And succinct. chaos ensues. Good job. Chaos does not ensue when they take over. The no. chaos good.
1: ensues yes. with the, the body scene but other than other that, other that, and, yes but I
0: I like the fact that there's you know that like miscommunication that drives a lot of movies
2: I hate yeah I hate I do too hygienics. which I hate it
0: I think that this has some of that but that it like resolves itself it has its thing it resolves itself quickly and then
2: moves on which exactly I'm like, okay Agreed. great perfect Yes, agreed with you on that. Absolutely. How did we like okay. it? I loved it. So did I. She
1: she owns it. Yeah.
2: I mean, they like, all do. Feel-
1: Completely. Yeah. Like that, and
0: literally these parts were written for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was Jane Fonda's production company. She sought after this this story. She sought after the script. And specifically uh like uh Lily Tom Tomlin. hmm Yep. Uh, and Dolly Parton, um, and I mean, it's Judy, Violet, Dora Lee, mm-hmm. Jane, Lily, Dolly, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm.
1: I literally was wondering about that, it only, it only popped in my head when I was looking, obviously, I knew Jane Fonda, this is our second Jane Fonda movie, I think mm-hmm. blue I know, I was waiting <laughs> for it, um, yeah, no, I loved it, I loved it. Classic 1980s, classic everything, just vintage, like all the feels, all the nostalgia. Yes.
2: Yes, definitely. Yep. I'm with you.
1: All right. And Dolly Parton wrote the song for the movie.
2: Yes. So this was Dolly Parton's theatrical film debut. She was nominated for Grammys, Oscars, and Golden Globes for her song, I believe. That sounds right. I right? think you're
0: right. I, and I mean, it, I don't think she, it, it was, it wasn't an EGOT contender, but they did make a Broadway musical of it too.
2: That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh
0: Yeah.
1: What's the EGOT again?
2: Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys.
1: Tonys. That's the one. Um, And she, she was very savvy
0: in the fact that she, she at first didn't want to do the movie or, or I, that could be wrong. But the only reason she agreed to do the movie was that she, she bargained in that she would be allowed to write the the title song.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Like yeah. good for her. Yeah. Come and on, she Tracy. nailed it. Like, I was
2: going to say she nailed it and she held her own against two other actresses who were very seasoned actresses at yes, that point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I accidentally hit, had to restart the movie because my thing froze and i literally like, I was like, Ooh, I'm watching this for a second. Like I love the intro scene, everything. Yeah, like as soon it was, as it was stepped on the scene,
2: it was perfect. The, the intro using the intro, the song as the intro, it, it just get gives you that pro that vibe right yes, away, which is right why there. like
0: I looked it up. It's called a, a, t- a titler song or a title song mm-hmm. compared to a lot of theme songs for movies are actually the ending credit songs. Mm, That makes sense. Yep. Um, which I'm like, people are leaving the movie and don't care. It was a perfect beginning to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Do we, do we want to get into it a little bit?
2: Yeah. So So, Tracy backstory go.
0: Well, just for the song is that she, they were filming while she was writing it. So it wasn't like she wrote it and then they kind of, um, but the fun part of it is that Dolly, when she was singing it to uh, like the crew and kind of like part of the process she found out that her fake nails sounded like a typewriter oh so she did I... this thing where she goes i don't know if that's picking up
2: barely but yeah. yes i know what you're referring to um, so it's
0: really awesome. And she set, kind of sang it acapella mm-hmm. and it, I was just, and she's and that's the sound you hear in like the song, like on the radio is her nails. I love which it. It's just awesome. Yeah. I love
2: it. Yeah. I've seen that clip go around actually somewhat recently. Yeah. Cause it's genius. It's like, there's just so many layers to that. The fact there that is, you're using so acrylic nails for the song. It, yeah. I love so it. So many
0: layers. That's that, that I didn't realize about this movie because I had watched this movie forever ago. Yeah. Um, like, like when I was very, very young, cause I loved this song growing up. And my mom was like, you know, that there's a movie. And then we had to go find the movie because I think it was a VHS and there was a DVD. It was a whole thing. But now as someone who worked perfect, obviously I, I have a job and I work in an office and I have, you know, it's, yeah. it's funny. Cause I now the office I work in now is primarily women, primarily clerical work. And uh, not in like data entry and that kind of thing. And it was very, it was, it was,
2: yeah. Yep. 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 So Tracy, you saw it forever ago. I've never seen this movie. Serena, have you seen this movie before?
1: I, I have not. I actually didn't know it existed or maybe I wasn't, or maybe I did. And I forgot, but I know the song. And of course I know Dolly Parton and I, I love it pour myself a cup of ambition. Like that should be like, like on a plaque on my wall.
2: Yeah. There were a lot of good quotes to come out of this movie and, and that, yeah. I mean, obviously I came from the song, but yeah.
1: It's just such a good song.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into the questions. Top of the marquee. What was everyone's favorite part? Tracy, you go first. At a girl. Of course. Margaret. Margaret. Such an instigator just amazing multiple times at a girl at a girl girl. like
0: everything she said everything she did and she had a full arc yes like not only was she like the 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 clever like you know comic relief or whatever she had a character arc and I was there for every step of the ride
2: I also (laughs) wrote about Margaret is that she was the she was the representation of those who couldn't fight for themselves so you know, while our three leads were were leading the way for change, Margaret yep. was the one who's who benefited from it, and she was back there going, "Yes, I want this, I need this," but she couldn't do it herself. Yep. So it was it was important to have that voice as well in the movie. But um, yeah, she was. She was hilarious. So that was,
1: yeah,
0: there was lots of good parts, but she was my favorite, um, especially the line, the a girl" because it, I, I don't know how many podcasts I've said this on. So I'm a broken record, but I love things that
2: come back. Yep. Repetition. Repetition. It, I it, love it. It's funnier every time. It is. I know At a girl. So I'm
1: everybody. I'm sleeping. I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. that
0: is the only note I have made is at a girl <laughs> so that I love the the Serena you had mentioned the opening credits the song the opening credits just how they introduced the movie that was great but at a Girl's gotta be my favorite
2: good good favorite part Serena what was your favorite part
1: well shoot
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was Margaret wasn't it <laughs>
1: um actually okay so I have (laughs) all right there's so many um okay I've already kind of touched on this but the nostalgia of night classic 1980s
2: it was early 80s too so
1: there was that like tinge it was almost yeah it was almost 70s when they read to the office and it was like orange I saw 70s I saw like a 1978-79 yep orange in that office yep I just I don't know. There's so many. I don't know where to start. There's so many. I didn't even write them down because I'm just like thinking I'm winging it. So I loved the um, strong female. At first, I was like, there's no way this is going to be the movie. And I wasn't sure where we were going with this. So she, literally, uh, Violet. Violet's like goals for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. She She was so funny. And then, I, I. okay, favorite scene. They were all smoking weed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one joint got them that that toasted
1: they no they were just like okay it oh my was God. maui
2: wowie of course it did
1: <laughs> maui wowie and i was dying about that too i honestly i really liked the acting of the ladies too of our lead leading ladies here class acts
2: class absolutely acts. absolutely like i have no desire to watch whatever the new show is with yeah but but this got me like one step closer <laughs> Um, anyway, so basically everything is your favorite part of the movie is what I'm hearing, Serena.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the scene with him hanging from the ceiling is just priceless. <laughs> that, is that what you're that, into, M&M's? <laughs> I died! The M&M's, that was the other thing.
2: Um, all right, so my favorite part was everything you guys said. I had number one, my number one favorite part is Violet as a character. Yep. She yep. had this spunk and chutzpah and just ambition. She was such a great character. Yep. She took, she didn't take crap from people. She knew how to handle herself and everything around. Like, yeah. Um, number two was the fashion, especially Dorothea and and Violet's, and then number three was Margaret. So boom, 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 boom.
1: boom. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you one hundred wholeheartedly. Um, Violet is just goals.
2: Yes. So going back to, to what you were saying before Tracy, there was like kind of almost antagonism between them at the beginning. And yes. then like, it, you know, they blossomed. In. that whole thing. I, I was, I was prepared to be really annoyed that there was going to be this like pitting women against women. Yes. And they purposefully yeah. subverted that. And they yes. purposely po- posed that question. And I was like, no. So, cause like, especially the gossip about Dora Lee yeah. and they were like, no, no, we're gonna, it was just, it was yeah well written everything it was yep. well written.
0: I think because I, I think that was on purpose because I think part of the problem is, I mean, that's just a problem of the problem in society is don't blame the boss or the one the guy people with money. Have everybody else pit against yep. each other. yep. so if they're all worried about each other, they're not worried about the man upstairs, exactly, exactly
2: yep it was very purposeful Uh, there were there were a lot of very poignant themes and messages in this movie that you could tell were very purposeful even the fact that I it was about three quarters of the way through the movie I realized at no point were any of the women helped helped in any way shape or form by a man there was no romance there was nothing even does it pass the Bechdel oh Oh, god yeah yeah flying colors yeah the point that made me realize it was when they uh the car they got in the car accident and they were like oh okay we just have to fix this fender blah blah blah. like they immediately went into fixing the car without any like oh i don't know what to do i'm a girl blah 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 or like you know let me call my ex-husband or whatever none of that it was just like okay we have to fix the car oh, and keep going it was that's right. yeah. just such a great moment that was made it very blatantly obvious that this was a, f- a movie about womenhood
0: can, can i interject here and just say I think it was a little bit earlier and I was and I wrote this off because we talked about in the last ep- episode about not having a Chekhov's gun and this movie had had a couple of them one one of them being an actual gun but it was fixing an in or not, not fixing but installing a, a car garage like automatic opener mm-hmm. so oh yeah here we have um, a widow, right? I would think she was a widow. Yeah, I think so. Showing her teenage son how she and in- she installed, like, and she's in like a like a um, jumpsuit. A jumpsuit. It was a um, it was amazing, like the fashion and everything. And here she is, strong, independent woman, installing this. I I could never dream to install something like mm-hmm. this. Installing this in her house, and then she you know presses the button, and we see that it works. And of course, so and here she is, and. Her, her i thought their relationship the the mother and son relationship was great he's encouraging her to do things mm-hmm. or whatever but then we see it later on in this the Eminem the scene where they have hooked him right. up to this machine so right, it's like right, okay right. they're showing us that they know how to install it they know how to do this and here we are inserting it into a scene so it's not like where the heck did this come from yep
2: Yes, uh, basically everything about this movie is our favorite part, but those parts in particular, absolutely. Okay. Wheel of questions! Woo! Guys, guys, we're going to be famous. So if we were going to be cast in this movie, who would we be? This was actually not as easy and clear cut as, mm, as we expected no. it to be, because we had three leading ladies and we're like, oh yeah, it's going to be Bam Bam. no. Not clear cut.
0: I yeah. I had the same thought where I'm like, oh, it'll be it'll be one, two, three. We'll be able to tell. And then I, because I feel like the stereotypes that we saw at the beginning changed in the movie, right? right. And yeah.
2: purposefully, like these yeah. characters were so complex and so well rounded that you're yes. not supposed to have this cookie cutter character for any yep. of them. Yep. Yep. All right. I'll I'll go first. Okay. Ish. I guess. So, um, Serena's Doralee. Obvi. so here's here's my problem okay i'm judy with a little bit of violet thrown in and and tracy you're just not in the movie <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah, no. i can't put <laughs> I you am and i will argue who i am and i'll tell you why i almost put you as margaret and i'm like no she's not margaret yeah. like no never and you're definitely not roz <laughs> like who else is there <laughs>
0: yeah that's true <laughs> uh,
2: anyway so yeah that's what i have um i because i at first i thought i was going to be violet but i'm actually judy in reality yeah anyway go ahead and anybody else I'll go. Okay.
1: Uh, you are Violet. Okay. That's who you are. <laughs> also, so is Tracy and, and so am I. Okay. We're, We're all Violet.
2: Violet. I love it. I love that answer. Great answer.
1: So I feel, I feel like if I was forced to pick, it would be you or Violet Betts. And and then of course I, I did put Tracy as Judy, but really it, like didn't, it didn't, it didn't fit. It was it. more just like I, I threw her with Judy instead of Dora Lee because Dora Lee was more me. So,
2: and, and let me specify. She just
1: got like the last one.
2: Right. Sorry, Dora Trey. Is you because she was sweet as a button until it was time to not be sweet anymore.
1: Yeah. And, and then she was going to turn him from a now. rooster to a hen one shot.
2: Yeah. Yes. Best quote. That was a good, that was a good line. That was a good <laughs> line. All right, Tracy, what's, All what's right. your list?
0: So, I have I have Betsy. You are Violet with Dora Lee's dresses.
2: Oh yes! Oh my God! There was one skirt in there, especially that the entire scene. All I was doing was staring at that skirt because I loved it so much. Yeah.
0: Um, and to a point where when we were watching the movie, Violet had said something, and I said to you. I had never heard a more Betsy sentence than whatever she had said. It was something about being organized or like, I forget what it was, but it, yeah. Was, yeah. it was just, I was like, wow, okay, there's Betsy. Yep. So I, I literally own Judy's hat, <laughs> but I cast myself as Dora Lee. And the reason is, is halfway through the movie, like their personalities, they don't change. They show other sides of it. Mm-hmm. so even calm collected violet betsy gets into a situation where she thinks she's killed someone and then takes like drastic changes like drastic measures yeah <laughs> she she wants to be she in goes control the rails she doesn't know how to minute. be in control and then she figures she thinks she can figure it out but is kind of i mean you've never been in this situation bet so i don't <laughs> really know how you would react to this but we see the the sweet innocent dora lee we've seen her stand up to her boss but then we see her going I, not to pat myself on the back but in a crisis I'm pretty good in a crisis so she's like nope we're not going to pull into there we're going to do this and all of a sudden she took charge where she was like she over took charge,
2: but she was also kind of mother hen for a minute there, which yes. is also you, yeah. 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 So it mother was hen.
0: it was the way she treated that situation is why I thought of myself as that, mm-hmm. and then I then picked Judy as Serena, where you are. You, I, I I almost picked Judy for myself. You're 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 new a little bit, but it's because you are thrown into the situation where you're like, okay, I need, to be, I need to be my own person. So here I am, I'm going to get myself a job. And you like, at first you might not be sure and you might have the Xerox machine attack you, but you're friends with people. And then as soon as you find out that somebody was fired, you are right in the center of things and you go and you're like, no, this isn't right. I'm going to figure, you know, and then now you're the main character.
2: I will say, I didn't love the Judy character until she, until the the woman got fired and she like saw red, like you could tell she saw red and was like off. I was like, okay, there's Judy. That's the character I wanted. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I loved, I, we, we, we didn't even touch on because it wasn't that important, but the whole Judy's backstory with the husband cheated on her with the secretary and he comes to whatever drop some divorce papers off and you could see she's bummed out but her there versus her at the end when she's like this is your stop yes (laughs) off you go (laughs) and I just loved it she just basically was like you See ya.
0: When he first, when her husband first showed up with the papers and she didn't realize that he was there for the papers, she had this look of, oh, he came back. And yeah. I don't know if it was then or, or when he showed up later. And I said to you, Bets, I was like, cause I, like I said, I've have seen this, but it was forever ago. I really forgot most of the plot. It was, was later. Like, it was
2: when he showed up at the mansion.
0: And I was like, if she takes him back, if that's how they wrote this movie, I am done with this movie. Yes. Like that is, yep such a reversal of her character arc at this point, I would, I would have been done. I would like, okay, no, nope. I, and I would have taken me out of even everything great about the movie would have been ruined by this. Mm-hmm. And thank God she doesn't. Yeah. It was a beautiful yeah. moment. It was yeah. great. And I was, and I had like restored my faith in everything in the universe. Yeah.
2: Well, all right. I, all right. All I have to say is because of this question, everyone always is like, oh, which Sex and the City character are you? And it's like, no, no, which nine to five character are you? Seriously. Yeah. But I think the fact that we all have different answers for this question is very telling of, of how well these characters were written, written, how complex they were. Yeah, And I think I approve. I absolutely approve. Okay. Wait a minute. How has this movie influenced? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I didn't wait for you guys. How has this movie influenced or been influenced by other movies? Uh, so my immediate response when I was watching so first off, this movie was not what I expected it to be. I thought it was gonna be because I knew nothing about this movie going into it. I knew the basic premise and I knew the main actors, and that was it. So I didn't expect it to be a hijinks movie. I expected it to be an office based kind of movie where it didn't, it wasn't quite to the, you know, it was more extreme than I expected, Mm not in a bad way, in a good way. But anyway, because of that, the movies that it made me think of were the feminist revenge movies, actually. So, you know, Promising Young Woman is that new one that came out or, you know, there's a movie called Revenge, or like there's this entire subgenre of women getting back at the men who've been mistreating them. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this is one of the first ones to, to do it in a modern perspective. So I, I kind of, I just want to, you know, throw that out there, that there's a lot of movies that are in that genre, that I don't think they directly reference 9 to 5 necessarily, but definitely 9 to 5 is an early version of that. That's all. So Tracy, you took this question uh, a different route. I did.
0: Um, We are doing this thing where we watch the movie and one day, and then the next day we do the podcast. So I was doing a little research specifically trying to find some movies because I couldn't think of anything to compare it to. So While I was Googling that, I found, because I was like, oh, what is this based off of? Because it's always based, there's always a movie like, oh, it's based on a play (laughs) or a book or whatever. This is her thing. Yeah. But so this is based on a real life women's movement. Mm -hmm. So it started in 1972. And it's still Um, going
2: today. It's still going
0: today. This was, no, this was like the the original Me Too movement is basically what this has grown out of. And it, it- they, I mean, there was they coined the term is working nine to five because that's when most people would be working. So the movement was called nine to five, and it 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 transformed into the National Association of Working Women. And it concentrated on workplace inequality, the lower pay, and the lack of advancement for women and of minorities. Mm-hmm. It also involved office place, sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And basically in this time period, in the seventies before, like basically before computers, the clerical work and typing of a company was like 90% of the workforce. And it was 90% women Mm -hmm. uh, and and minorities to do this kind of work. And they were the backbone of all of these companies. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You have the majority of people who were at a disadvantage and they were basically subservient. Not only were they doing clerical work, but they were doing menial tasks from getting coffee to doing their, like in the movie, doing their shopping and doing their dry cleaning and all that kind of stuff they were doing it as servants to these bosses. Yeah. Um, so this whole movement was to recognize that and basically form a union. Mm-hmm. And the union for a long time was called nine to five. So Jane Fonda had this new production company, which she wanted to make this movie because a friend of hers was actually in charge of the Boston chapter of the nine to five movement.
2: Oh, interesting. So oh, okay. it, it,
0: through the, the 1970s and through the 1980s, it was just, uh, you know, protests and it, it was incredible. And, so this, this research I did led me to PBS has a special, it's the PBS independent lens, nine to five, the story of a movement. Okay. I recommend it to anyone. I don't know why I had never heard of this before. Uh, it was, it's all about feminism and, and, and the inequality that, that we're still dealing with today. This Mm -hmm. is still, and it's just, it's amazing to me. So when they were writing this Jane Fonda had her her hand like a, her hand in this a lot it was originally written as a drama and or it, and then it it transformed to like this black comedy and it was too it was too serious and it was it was missing the mark somewhere so them rewriting it as a comedy was very much poignant because they were like it's a comedy because these points were making are ridiculous yeah they're ridiculous but they're also real life
2: like yeah there's a yeah there's a reason why this this movie is exists and well and it's funny because like you know I've always heard of this movie everyone always you know references this movie I don't know how many people have actually seen this movie everyone knows the song everyone can sing the along to the song but I yeah I don't know how many people have actually seen this movie and there's just so much in it so much goodness in it yeah had a girl. Yeah, I agree. Had a girl. Here's to the beginning. That was that was the closing line or close to the closing line. All right.
0: So my whole spiel, go watch that documentary. Mm-hmm. It is amazing.
2: Give us the name of it one more time, Tracy.
0: PBS Independent Lens 9 to 5, the story of a movement. Yes.
2: I will, I will be watching that. All right. Ladies please remove your hats and silence your cell phones and put it in in a a locker. locker. (laughs) (laughs) How does this film hold up? I mean, it does. We've already, we've been talking about it. It's just, it's still completely relevant today.
0: To a point where it's sad that it still holds up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just replace the fashion, which I actually secretly, not so secretly love. Yeah. Keep it in the eighties. It's totally fine. Yeah, actually, so let's talk about the fashion for a second, because I I know we've already been talking about it, but I, I very quickly said, yeah, she had a butterfly motif through the whole thing, but I think, but that was very purposeful. Oh yeah. She, she is that she is the butterfly and they were, and so, so even the fact that they were, they were throwing the message into little elements like that, I feel like I could watch this another 10 times and be, and pick up those types of things again and again and again. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we had with like the wheel of questions we're not quite sure what will what the spin will land on but if we had done a recast of them I my answer would have been syncast Jane Fonda Willie <laughs> Tomlin and Dolly Parton yeah like I would love to see this movie right now with those three
2: absolutely yeah. and you
0: know what I bet you anything
2: all of them would do it, it. Oh, they, uh, they've done reunions for this movie. They would totally do this again. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that was an easy answer. Boom. We fixed it. The only, okay. In my opinion, it ran a little long. That was exactly what I put is it seemed a little long. It just seemed a little long. And, and the element that ran long to me was the, was the fantasy scenes, though the fantasy scenes do come back because the whole point is that in reality, they do carry out these exactly variations that, yeah. on these fantasies. But my question is, does the fantasy device help or hinder the movie? Uh, so Serena, what did you think of those scenes?
1: I thought they were kind of funny, but also like a little like on the cheesy side. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. I did feel as though the movie was long. I watched it on a work night, so I wasn't able to finish the last half hour out the same night. Yeah, Fair. I think
0: you make a great point, Bets. I think the... <laughs> bringing things back again. That's exactly what they do because each of their fantasies come back and they actually kind of do the fantasy. Right. Mm -hmm. However, I think it would have been just as effective and it would have sped up everything if they had just been, you know, sitting there smoking and just quickly said what they were going to do. Yes. They didn't have to. I mean, because I went back and actually rewatched some parts and it was just long. It was like, okay, all right. No, we get the joke.
1: I think it was their way of uh, playing dress up like I think Dolly Parton probably wanted to dress up as her western girl and honestly, yeah. I will say actually, I I wouldn't want to get rid of that specific scene because it's really um, very interesting how they do that role reversal and she's That's true, I think it's effective and it's like come here sweet cheeks or whatever she was saying to him, and it really like puts it in perspective. When you look at it that way, it's like, okay, wow. We're so used to seeing the men be like that. Even now in 2021, I'm like, oh, that's, that's aggressive. Wow. That's what it is coming from the other side of things, right? It,
0: doing that, that, having it be a woman to a guy, it seemed funny and ridiculous because you're right. like, that would never fly. Well, then why does it fly when a guy does it to a woman? Why is that okay? Because they've normalized that. Exactly. So you're right. That was the one that I, that to keep in there. You're right. But you couldn't just keep in there one.
2: Right. Um, Yeah.
0: So you'd have to sacrifice it to get rid of the other two ridiculous ones, but good point. Good point.
2: Well, because I feel like the situation with Lee is the one that's the most on the nose in a good way. Like that's, that, that's the most blatantly sexist. That's the most blatantly harassment. Like he could actually get in trouble for those types of, of things. So there was, uh, you were almost a little more engaged with her story than you were with the other two. It was
0: more emotional.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: It, because of the harassment and the, yeah. Whereas the others, like she was passed up for a promotion because she was a woman, clear cut, um, and just not the equal pay. And, even, even in there, they said that, uh, Judy had gotten a job over, um, an African-American man yeah. because she was a pretty girl compared yeah. to somebody who had, you know, tried to work up to at least that point and couldn't get past the mailroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So. Right.
1: Race, equality, the sexism was there. Like there was a lot of stuff going on.
0: They had a couple of minorities, I think, thrown in there. I mean, they weren't like the main characters at all, but they did show some.
2: Well, and they had a glimpse, and this is something I don't see a lot in this, these types of movies. They had a glimpse of, um, there's a, there was disability representation as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah which, I did and, which is another aspect of this, of uh, groups of people who are mistreated, you know, and, yeah. and not and misrepresented. So yeah, that was impressive.
0: Yeah, that, and I don't know if we mentioned it, but the woman who was fired, the only reason she was fired is because she was discussing the the variation of salaries. Mm. She didn't do anything wrong. She was just questioning how much people
1: made. Oh, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Yeah.
2: Um, Speaking of, let's talk about Roz for a second because oh, she yeah. wasn't, yes. we haven't brought her up and she's a very interesting character because she's you are Karen. always, she is Karen. <laughs> you always have those people who are, who are on the other side of it for whatever reason. And she's just, she's just whispering into the ear of the boss. And yeah.
0: I think that's an important part because not to, to be political at all, but there's always like, why are you against your own gender? Like why would you not right? Why exactly your own welfare. And it's because she personally is not affected by it. She is making like, like the reason this woman is fired is because she was comparing the salary between herself, Roz and the boss. Right. And Roz was obviously making more money than the other, the other girls. So she didn't want to, you know, rock the boat. So she didn't want to rock the boat. Right. So she wasn't, I mean, she was looking out for herself, but at, at the detriment of herself, but there are always those people who, who can't sympathize or empathize. They can't,
2: Yep. They can't look past their own situation. They have yes. no it. They yeah. And I got it, you. Yeah. But the fact that they had that in there was great because mm. it's just it's a very realis- realistic aspect of a situation like this, of yep. a movement like this.
0: Yep.
2: All right. <laughs> notes roundup guys. What does everyone have in their notes that we haven't talked about yet? I will say that um the copy Scene spoke to me on a personal level because I remember within my first month of starting my first office job, which is my current office job, I messed up a very simple copy job. And I mean, thank God it wasn't to that degree. And it was like nobody yelled at me, like my boss was very nice about it, but it's still like such a stupid mistake to make. But you have to go through those things, you have to go through yeah. those trials. You're going to be bad before you're good, even at the menial jobs. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: I think that's really funny that you, you resonated with that because it's happened to you and going back to our last movie, the don't tell mom, the babysitter's dead, the fax machine. Like I had that moment of not like not being able to use the fax machine. Right. Right.
2: (laughs) Yep. That is real guys. Real (laughs) things.
0: The only other thing I have is the one quote that I wrote down and it was from Violet. And she's at the hospital because she thinks she's killed her boss. And she's just in a, in a panic. And she goes, I killed my boss. Do you think they'll fire me for this? (laughs) And it's just her train of thought of like, her main concern is, is not having a job. Like, I mean, she also talks about her kids and like, what is, what's going to happen that she, she genuinely thinks she killed her boss. And it's like, no, she needs a job. She needs money. She needs to make a living. So it wasn't, you know. Her main thought was, I'm going to get fired for this.
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh, I also have a Violet quote. Uh, There's a point where uh, at the beginning, especially Mr. Hart, who's the antagonist, who we have not talked about, but that's okay. He's the antagonist. (laughs) He's the boss. Uh, He keeps calling uh, Violet girl. And she finally, at one point goes, don't call me your girl. I'm not a girl. I'm a woman. And it's, that's, it's like the theme of the movie, really. It's just, that's it. That just that one line, boom
0: yep snaps guys this whole movie is just snaps
2: good talk all right so the Martine shot would you recommend this movie serena
1: absolutely
2: tracy yes and of course i'm a hard yes thanks for joining us if you like what you hear you can find more great episodes over on our website www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts curious about updates extras from our episodes or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at The Movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time,
1: we're millennials. And we'll see you at the movie house. Working nine to five.